0: This, this, this is is
1: fight disciples.
0: We are gathered here today
1: for the fight disciples UFC and boxing talk.
0: How are you doing? Hope you well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. I am making some outlandish predictions. I think this is over before the start of the second round mate. This is a wow. first round finish. I'm going first round finish. Yeah. <gasps> Nick. Is name dropping big time. I went for lunch with him. <laughs> Stop it, man. You've got you're getting hoodies
1: off Rashad. You're
0: taking them, you're getting take, free you're,
1: lunches off Damien Meyer. You're taking no, the dog for uh... a walk
0: with Bloody Tyrone and now you're going out for free lunches with Damien Meyer. And I'm stealing Nick's Thunder when it comes to the kitchen. <laughs> what is this this is a taste sensation brother where have you got this from and i went just something i've knocked up love
1: (laughs) you're listening to the fight disciples podcast
0: welcome to episode 80 of the fight disciples podcast and let me tell you baby This is a week and a half. If you listen to us um, in our boxing show as well, we've already done two massive boxing shows this week because there's a huge fight going on in London uh, between uh, David Hay and Tony Bellew. There's an absolute monster Uh, fight going on, obviously, in Las Vegas between Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman. We've already covered them. Get to our website. Go and have a listen to them, fightdisciples.com. But this is specific to UFC 209. This is an absolute monster. If you're a fight fan, if you're a crossover fan, this is one hell of a week to be a fight sports fan. Your eyes are going to be absolutely battered Sunday morning if you're in the UK watching any of this nonsense because you're going to need matchsticks to stay awake. Mine... Check this out, Nick. Check this out for a life this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. We've got the Bellew fight. We've then got the Garcia-Thurman fight, which will probably take place about three in the morning here in the UK. Then you've got the UFC 209 to get yourself stuck into. Then my wife throws a curveball in saying, oh, it's my dad's birthday this weekend. We're going out on Sunday for something to eat at 12 o'clock. No, we're fucking not, love. (laughs) I'm catching some Zs, all right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> mental you'll be you be with matchsticks in your eyes and oh, toby carvery on sunday mate, afternoon
0: mate telling you
1: adam jump more peas
0: fill me up with gravy that's the only thing that can keep me going <laughs> cuz you have got you have to watch all of this live. we we can't come back to it sunday morning 100%. and watch it retrospectively it has to be
1: live 100% yeah yeah this is i you know not a not a glass of uh, not a glass of beer will pass thy lips this Same. weekend because i just can't miss it i just can't miss this entire weekend of just phenomenal fights. Obviously, we've got super excited on our boxing show about Hay versus Bellew, Of course, we had Bellew at the live show last week, so you know our eggs are well and truly in the in the bomber basket. Um, and then we got super excited about Thurman as well and uh, Garcia. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be an incredible evening of boxing, and then.
0: Oh, mate. And then you've Finally. got this. Then you've got this. This, got is, this, is the be- this could be the best of the lot. I mean, we we said that the fight of the week could be Garcia Thurman. But come on, man. Yeah. There's about 10 on this card that you're thinking, fucking hell, that could be good.
1: It could be amazing. Absolutely amazing. This, Not even the main card. The prelim card is super exciting. Yeah. About 209. This is definitely the best card we've seen from the UFC post-Joe uh, Silver, the matchmaker, retiring at the end of last year. Yeah, man. You know, let's be honest. 208 was an absolute bag of shite. Um, we've stumbled into the year so far. Everyone's still a bit like, "What's going on with the UFC? What the hell's happening?" Fuck me. If this, this if card this, is this shit, weekend. If
0: this is shit, we're giving up. We're not no, doing the, any more UFC podcasts. I, that's I guarantee
1: it. this cannot be shit. Yeah, but if it is, that's it. I'm out. So many I'm quitting. I'm leaving. Fights.
0: I'm leaving the game. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. like you've just
1: said, it can't be bad. No, no. Sh- start there's with the prelims. Too many great fights on the card for it to be. It's just ne- it's not going to be good. If you've never seen UFC before, if you tune in, you usually follow our boxing show. And maybe you watch 208 and you're going, oh, guys, what are you getting excited about UFC for? It's garbage. Please, please, please. Tune in, watch 209 this weekend this is what the very best of the UFC can offer because from the prelim fight pass prelims to the obviously the headliner, this entire card is stacked, stacked. Well, let's go,
0: let's go from the bottom up. Normally, we go from the top. We get excited. We, we shoot our load too early, us. What we do, we go with the main event early, right? No, let's tickle them today. Let's tickle them. Let's, let, let's start at the bottom and work our way up towards Woodley Wonderboy, all right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm looking at the prelims. You have a, a boatload of knowledge of these fighters. I, well, I'm picking two out, yeah? Burjew! Burjew's you. on. Our boy, Paul Craig, is on this card. Congratulations to him. This is amazing. His rise into the UFC has been sensational, and hopefully it continues at the weekend. Um, and... Sad Bektic, my mate, you know what I mean? We did selfies in Manchester, yeah. me and Me and Bektic. He's on the card as well. Dead excited to see the pair of them two in action.
1: Yeah, Mark Godbeer as well, a heavyweight uh, from the UK. Super excited to see him. He's, uh, he made his UFC debut in Belfast at the back end of last year. Uh, didn't quite happen for him, but the guy's a beast. And I know I spoke to both him and Paul, uh, the birdie, uh, he's actually moved to Scotland for his training camps now, so they're training together. So they're effectively teammates, both competing together on this card. And I think that might help. It'll obviously relax Mark, knowing that Paul's there, and it'll feel familiar and everything. They've been out there for a good two weeks in Las Vegas. They're well and truly acclimatized. Expect fireworks from Paul Craig, but expect fireworks from Mark Godbeer as well. Probably Godbeer is probably the best. Heavyweight, uh, best British heavyweight, you know, best highest ranked, if you like. Um, so it's good to see him in the UFC, and uh, you know he needs a win. Pressure's on a little bit, but uh, expect fireworks there. And like you, if you hadn't highlighted them, I would have. Mirsad <laughs> Bekic, he's our mate, superstar, he's such a top man.
0: guy, man. He's such a, kid a top guy. Is
1: a superstar, full on refugee. You know, fled, fr- <coughs> ran away from war torn Bosnia during all that breakup and everything else. Found himself in Germany. Now he's. Then he moved over to America, you know, typical story of a refugee, no father figure, lost a lot of family during the war. His mother raised him working three jobs, trouble with police, everything else. Finds fight sports, finds what he's been put on this planet to do. This kid is one of the best natural talents in the UFC, period. He's a savage man. Period. And this guy—it's a great fight as well. Darren Elkins, cracking opponent on a bit of a win and run himself. That featherweight fight should stand out, and that should be the moment Betts announces himself as, you know, one of these future stars of this featherweight division. Max Holloway, obviously, is driving through as the young guy coming through. Beck is right behind them, make no mistake. No,
0: absolutely, man. It's going to be an absolute screamer. Listen, I'm, I'm, I know that I said that I wouldn't shoot my lord, but I want to. I want to get there. I want to get there early. I want to talk Rashad Evans. I want to get into uh, Vanata. I want to get in there, mate. You know what I mean? But listen, you're going to have to stop me. Pick something else out. Stop me. Hold me back a little bit. And say, listen, <laughs> calm down. We're not at the main event yet. What else are you seeing on UFC 209 before I go in with Rashad? before I go in with
1: Vanata, before I go in with Overeem Hunt? I Do- like well, we we know we've seen him up close and personal and we've seen it we've seen how brutal he can be. Ilakantara, the uh the Bantam weighty fought in Manchester, yes. absolutely slayed Brad Pickett, broke everybody's heart, let's be honest. But the kid is a beast, a finisher, um and so expect fireworks from him as well. Listen, oh, not being funny, these this prelim card, the Fox slice of it, which I think starts at eleven or midnight in the UK, um, it's crazy it's crazy there's so much talent on that prelim card it's insane comparing this card to 208 yeah it's like it's the black eggs.
0: and white Mate, it's like they put all the regs in this basket and it's fucked like, 208
1: off it's like they went right 208 in January okay who wants to be on this card and everyone's like fuck that I'm having Christmas unavailable 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 okay then let's uh, I know let's throw together oh Let's do a featherweight title fight. Where's Chris Cyborg? Oh, no, she's failed a drug test. Okay, let's throw two bantamweights together for a women's title fight. Let's put that as headliner on a pay-per-view. What? Look at this card now. That fight, um, that f- Holly Holm, Jamanda Ray for the featherweight title, I don't care. It doesn't even make main card here. Mm. It's prelim card in comparison yeah. to the fights that have actually made the main card. On two o nine for this weekend, I'm telling you. By a, by, oh, I need to get to Khabib Ferguson because I want to draw the comparison between that fight and how amazingly it is compared to the two o eight headliner, which was a five rounder. And This one isn't. We need five rounds. <laughs> what the hell is going on? UFC Khabib Ferguson's got to be a five rounder. Anyway, let's I, I, you know, let's let's drag ourselves back. Let's start from the beginning. Main card number one: Overeem Hunt. Wait, How's it going? Come wait,
0: on. Wait, 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 wait if, if, If this is the first time you've ever listened to the Fight Disciples podcast, I'm going to say sorry for this, right? Because normally we're a little bit more reserved, we have a little bit more intelligence, we're a bit more concise with our words. You can tell that we are just two giddy schoolboys at this moment in time, excited about UFC 209. It is going to be unbelievable. I don't know if if it's coming through your speakers or your headphones, however you consume the show. I don't know if you're feeling that energy. I don't know if you're feeling that excitement right now, but fucking hell, it's there. All right? Come on, get on board. Get on board with UFC 209. Come on, let's do it. Let's get straight into the big boys alright you want to go who do you want to go for for you want to go for Overeem and Hunt yeah as first, first up
1: first fight on the main card Okay, heavyweight yeah two guys ranked in the top 10 this is bonkers this is a rematch actually from a summer two thousand eight fight they had in Japan on the uh in the Dream Grand Prix, which uh which Overeem actually won. he, he submitted Mark Hunt. No surprise there. Obviously Mark Hunt doesn't get knocked out, but he can be submitted. We all know Overeem is this big giant striker, this phenomenal athlete, you know, Great former K one champion, yeah. everything else. But at his core, cool. Overeem's had more submissions in his career yeah. than actual finishers. Not now,
0: necessarily in the USC, but ge- but general, Throughout yeah. his MMA career, he's, yeah.
1: had a, he's had more submission finishes. This guy knows how to fight on the ground. And if anyone fights Mark Hunt, that would be your first advice. Don't stand a bang with him, get him on the ground. But Overeem's like six foot nine. Mark Hunt's like five foot ten. You know what I mean? He should just it's like, me fighting,
0: out, we mate, it's like me fighting with my three-year-old every single morning when he gets up he's had his Cheerios he's revved up before nursery yeah this is what this <laughs> fight is basically looking like this is what yeah. it is I
1: just keep him at the end of my jab <laughs> yeah exactly plus it's 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 just a crazy one this weekend because obviously the, the for people who don't know Mark yeah. Hunt has currently taken the UFC to court he's suing them over negligence in terms of the fact that they allowed him to fight Brock Lesnar last year last summer even though he believes he's he's accusing that they were aware Brock Lesnar was going to fail a, a trailer drug test Yeah, but let's be honest we all did yeah um And And then, obviously, Mark Hunt lost that
0: fight. He initiated the lawsuit, though, by the way, after they announced that he would be on this card. Very clever tactic. Very clever,
1: because basically they couldn't then not pull him off this card because he's contracted to fight on this card. So as soon as this was announced, Mark Hunt went, yeah, thanks, I'll sign over him, signed. And then in the same return (laughs) mail, he put us, I'll see you in court, I'm suing you for millions because you put me in with Brock Lesnar, who you knew was juiced. Very shrewd by Mark Hunt. Going to be very weird in Vegas this week because all UFC staff are going to be treating Mark Hunt like he's an absolute leper. I'm sure Dana White, he's done this in the past, has probably had a quiet word with Alistair Overeem saying, listen, son, you put this guy away, there's a nice little brucey bonus in it for you because he ain't ever going to be in the UFC again. So it's a weird narrative going on. Plus it's a rematch. Hunt's looking for revenge. Obviously Hunt wants to... What what he always goes for, which is just a walk-away KO. Yep. We know Overeem's got uh, soft bristles on his chin anyway because he's been stopped before. It's got everything. This heavyweight fight has got everything. When it was first announced, I was like, wow, well, there's the chief support. And then subsequently other fights have been announced. It's fucking kicking off the main card. It's five away from the main event. Oh, that's that's how good this card is.
0: What are you going for? We're going to do predictions, right? Because For the main card only, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because pre- okay. we got into a habit of doing this, and remember when we did this with, uh, obviously, uh, McGregor and Alvarez and Johanna y- Dryjek and we nearly enough nailed every single one. We, we could have made people a lot of money, right? So we're going yeah. to go with it, okay? You say, you go with what you think, I'll go with what I think, and then we'll come to some compromise.
1: Go. I'm going ovary, um and I'm going to go inside the distance as well.
0: Any particular inside um, the distance? Come on, uh, we, let's get specific with Let, Let's really go for it.
1: Okay, well, listen, Overeem, is, as we touched on, and he's had submissions throughout his entire career. We haven't seen any in the UFC, which is bizarre when he's had so many submissions in his entire career. I think, you know, 20 of his 40 odd wins or whatever have come by submission. Yet, we haven't seen him submit anybody in the UFC. I think that I could think change him. This, this, this could be his first submission finish.
0: Overeem, submission, yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm going for. We're going for, for yeah. it, mate. I agree with you, right? But I would just, I want to go on record to say, I would love Mark Hunt to knock to him out. Him. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I would absolutely love Mark Hunt to do it. I can't see it because the size difference is so ridiculous.
1: Imagine Mark Hunt just wheels over one of them huge, oh, it'd be big great. right hands. It'd be great. It clocks on his chin. Over him's out before he hits the floor. Good night. And then he he walks. As soon as it lands, Hunt starts walking towards towards Dana White's corner and gives it one of them through the fence. <laughs> I'll see you in court, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be hilarious. Absolutely. Listen, your mate Rashad Evans is back on this. He had a little bit of trouble in New York, obviously, with uh, um, obviously getting on that card. Loads of out-the-octagon problems. He's back on here, mate. Come on, sunshine. You must be giddy because you love this kid.
1: I absolutely love Rashad Jerry's yeah, He's uh an absolute diamond. I spent some time, you know, interviewing him over the years, spent a lot of time with him. Uh I'd went out to dinner with him and everything else. All right. What did you have? Totally nice bloke. What did you have? Actually, do you know the best thing about it? What did I have? I don't know. I can't remember what I had. You I went it was out an to dinner
0: with Rashad Evans. It was just, an Italian, just, yeah, yeah. Just
1: you two. A couple of us, yeah, we just went, like we were on this like uh he was it? Was it? Where was it? In Nottingham or Manchester or anyway, we we're in the UK somewhere. How random! And we went to, to like a shopping centre for a sign. And, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll just tag along." And uh, so I jumped <laughs> in a taxi with him and a PR person from the UFC, and I'm just tagging along because I thought I'll spend the day with Rashad and get shitload of quotes, which I did. Uh, so I'm tagging around with him and blah blah. And we went to this signing, and, and the people in the sports shop were like, "Yeah, Rashad, help yourself as well. Anything you know? Anything you want to pick up and stuff." And he was a bit like, oh, I don't fucking care about shift and JT Sports, but he was. He turned to me and went, "Want anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, get us that hoodie, there." <laughs> so he gets legit. Yeah, yeah, he gets gets two hoodies. That yeah, I'll have one of them and one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me both larges. And uh, the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever you need." And then he was like, "There you go." Sorted me out with a hoodie. What a guy! I think i have still got it. I think i have still wearing it. So,
0: hang on a minute. Your love for Rashad Evans is nothing to do with what he's done inside the octagon. It's because he nicked you a couple of hoodies. Because he
1: got me a hoodie. Yeah. Because he sorted me out Fucking with a hoodie. Up.
0: You are so, you're so easily bought. I'm, I'm easily led, are bought. I'm easily bought. Very Come on. Talk to me about this fight with Dan Kelly. How is it going to go?
1: Uh, well, obviously it's you know it, what. It's most exciting is the fact that it's the former light heavyweight champion finally moving down to middleweight. Uh, you know we know richard has been on a bit of a bad spell. You know he's only fought once I think since in the last two years uh, he's not really had a run since 2013. Since that win over Charles Sonnen, lost to Bader, crappy fight, then got knocked out by Tashira. This is what's instigated this move down to down to middleweight. Um, he was supposed to fight in New York, as we know. I think that was the second or third time he's had a fight arranged, but the New York commission. You know, they they highlighted something wrong with his medical and said he can't yeah. fight. But subsequently, we've kind of found out that. The New York Commission were like, it was the first ever event in New York. They were OTT. As we know, they staffed those events with substanti- you know poor officials as well. New York is still very much a place trying to find its feet in the sport. And I think Rashad kind of paid the price for that. But at least he's back here fighting Dan Kelly, the Aussie judo, former judo Olympian. This guy teaches judo to the Australian Olympic team, I believe. Uh Bit of a beast, Dan Kelly himself, but never, ever fought at this kind of level. You know, Rashad should be well ahead of this guy. Um, The interesting thing is, though, you know, Rashad, he's not a young guy anymore. What has he got left as a middleweight? You know, he must be 37 now. So what's he got left? What can he offer down at middleweight division? A big performance here. Obviously, Rashad's a superstar, projects him right forward. You better believe that if he does a number on Dan Kelly and gets in the octagon, we all know who's going to call Rashad out. Michael Bisping! He'd be like, come on, Rashad, I'll fight you for the title. Because we know Mike wants to fight anybody but Yo Romero. So Rashad could get could jump right, right up the rankings pretty quickly. But I'm, listen, I'm going to stick with my boy for this one. I think Dan Kelly's a little bit out of his depth. I think Rashad Evans is just all-round a better fighter. Um, I hope he's got something left to offer the sport. Again, weird one, because obviously... He's, he's, the Black Zillions team has pretty much yeah, imploded, yeah, and he was a founder member of Black Zillions Rashad so what I believe he's stuck with Henry Hooft and everything else it's, it's all kind of got a bit weird so it be interesting to see how that plays out at this weekend but I think Rashad's just going to have too much for this guy and I'd, I'd love to see Rashad put in a stoppage performance so that's what I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Rashad TKO and uh, a rebirth of uh, of Sugar Man as a middleweight.
0: The Sugar Man, indeed. Can you just mention Bispin's name there? Can we just take a moment because on Tuesday of this week it was uh, the Champ's birthday. Champ, if you're listening, happy birthday to you, my friend. Hopefully you in, you're enjoying this lovely time off as your knee recuperates, and we see you in the octagon very, very soon uh, with GSP. <laughs> yeah. Yoel, if you're listening, I'm sorry about that, but that's where we <laughs> want it to go. All right. Yeah. That's where we want it to go, mate. Uh, listen, before Rashad gets into the octagon at the weekend, uh, the man that um, brought back the spin and heel kick knockout, um, Lando Venata. sensational stuff. He's back in action against David Timor this weekend, um, and obviously because people love exciting knockouts, I'm guessing that's why he's been boosted to the main card for this particular, uh, well, this particular event.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, I think it's to get a, put a little bit of balance in there as well, just to kind of mix it up a bit. You know, he's uh, Vanata's really. Had a huge impact. He come into the sport, obviously a Greg Jackson, uh, a G- Greg Jackson fighter, massive, massive reputation before he came into the UFC. Guy makes his UFC debut in the summer, fights fucking Tony Ferguson, the guy ranked number two in the world. That just says it all. Uh, no shame whatsoever in getting beat by a Darce choke against Tony Ferguson, who incidentally, obviously, is co-main on this uh, this card. Uh, no shame in getting beat by Tony Ferguson, absolutely on your fucking UFC debut, but. Until that dash get, it was a great fight. Vernata was doing really well, bounced back from that December with a, a with a finish that was shortlisted for knockout of the year uh, at the World it MMA was Awards. Unreal, wasn't it? That spin and kick on John MacDessy, you know, the Canadian guy, never <sighs> never been stopped before, and was like that spin and wheel kick was just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal finish. So you're right, I think that's why he's been boosted up to the main card here. But uh, nice, uh, nice shot window for him as well. You know, David Timor. An opponent that he should be he should be dominating Venata if he truly is a, a top five fighter, which we were, we we're led to believe he is. And a big performance here, you know. I think he could be in a bit of a pole position. Uh, you know, if, if Ferguson can do the business in the co main, I think Vernata against Nguyen Megedamov was a perfect fight to make further down the line. But Job to do first for both guys. Uh KO, Just, keep, just keep an eye on this guy because he can fucking do anything. You know, mm. he can. That spinning wheel kick was absolutely phenomenal. But if you look at his record, the guy's well-versed everywhere. You know, he's got a good mix of knockouts, a good mix of submissions. One thing I will definitely go for, that. you know, it's not going to go to decision. I think he's only had one decision in his career. This thing ain't going to go to decision. Uh, I think it's a, it's a case of how long Timor can survive for me.
0: Venate. KO, yeah?
1: Venata by T- KO, yeah. So at the, at the moment then, we've got Overeem by Sub, Submission. Venata by uh, T-K-O. KO. Um, I've got, and we've got Rashad by... You know what? I'm going to change Rashad by points. I'm going to go for Rashad for a slick points win.
0: Okay. UD, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, man. We're going to get in a mixed bag here. There'll be people clamouring for the bookies. trying to hookings.
1: mix it up. Trying to mix it up you know, a little listen, bit. Listen,
0: yeah. you go with what you think, mate. Listen, we, we want finishes. Last time out, man, we bored the fucking pants off it with ten <laughs> fights, nine to the to <laughs> yeah. the cards. True. We don't want that. We don't want that. And some of them card decisions, you know what I mean, were absolutely shocking. We don't want none of that. We don't want any judges involved this weekend. We True. want finishes. Whether they be fantastic chalkouts, whether they be fantastic submissions, or whether they be absolute one walk. Starchers. Absolutely. Walk <laughs> away Knockouts from Big Markham. That's the type of vibe that we're looking for this weekend. Right, come on. We've tickled the balls. Oh. Let's wank them off. Let's oh. get straight in there, mate. Shit. Let's go to the two big ones. We're going to start with Khabib, Tony Ferguson. I think we're going to be split here because I know you're a big fan of Khabib. I'm a huge fan of Tony Ferguson. Let's break this down. Lightweight inter- uh, interim belt. It's undefeated against the 10-fight win streak, mate. What yeah.
1: <laughs> Fucking hell!
0: Some, something's got to give. Something's got to give here. Um, personally, I think that this is the first. Maybe I'm doing other fighters a real misservice here, but this is the first time that I've ever thought Khabib going into the octagon where he could actually get beat.
1: I completely agree with you. I completely agree because this fight could go absolutely any way. You know, it, both of them have stylistically. It's an incredible matchup. Stylistically, these are the two best guys. Listen, don't make. You know we we poke fun at UFC 208 enough, but this this fight makes the headline at UFC 208 look like an absolute joke. This is the best fight the lightweight division has got to offer. Period. Uh, you know, obviously Connor brings the razzmatazz. Connor brings the money. Connor brings way more eyeballs to everything, and he is the champ. I am not. Disregarding that whatsoever, Connor
0: doesn't want anything to do with but either these of these two, two guys. He doesn't want either killers. of these two. He want, doesn't exactly. want anything to get away from him. Stay away, There's, Connor. Go, you, you know what I mean? Don't do it, man. Go and have your baby. Step up. Go to welterweight. Fight somebody else over there. Go and fight Floyd. Do not fight either of these two kids. These are unbelievable.
1: There's a reason why Saeed navigated these two to get to Eddie Alvarez because these two were on it. We're going to destroy Eddie Alvarez. Whoever got there first, whoever got their hands on Alvarez first. Listen, both these guys are on an absolute tear for a reason. Speak to anybody. Anybody that trains with these guys and they will say future lightweight champion, best best in the business. Now like, you speak to anyone at aka that trains with trains with Neymar Gadimov, you speak to Luke Rockhold, you speak to Kane Velasquez, you speak to uh, Daniel, Daniel yeah, Cormier, yeah. all them guys are like, he's a killer. He lives with us in the gym, he trains with us in the gym, He does what we do in the gym. He, this is a guy that beelines for Luke Rockhold, Jordan Camp. <laughs> Luke Rockhold said, I'm one of the I'm like the biggest middleweight in the gym by a man, you know, he's as big as, DC and everything. He's massive. Luke Rockhold is massive. And yet when they do Khabib, team training, Khabib, wants Khabib to spar snips him out and he go like, right, okay, let's pair off guys. And let's say Rockhold said, fucking Khabib comes to find me. He's like, right, me, you, look Yes, me, you roll. And he's like, he's a that, fucking, because he's, he's crazy.
0: That, that is an unbelievable Russian accent. That's tremendous. That, that was
1: my Dagestan uh, perfect accent. Well I'd done, son. Yeah. Practicing that for a while. So. <laughs> but he Hunt, this is a guy that says everything you need to know about Khabib. Luke Rockhold on his day, best middleweight in the world certainly the biggest middleweight in the world and yet the lightweight uh, title contender hunts him down <laughs> in training flip flip that though as well Tony Ferguson everyone that trains with Tony Ferguson or sees him in the gym Bisping told me a while ago Ferguson's an absolute beast Chael Sonnen exactly the same thing I've I've never Chael Sonnen, never seen anything like Tony Ferguson. He's got everything. He's and not only that, he's one of the hardest working guys I've ever seen in the gym. This is a guy that brings the old res- college wrestling ethic into the gym. Grinds every day. Works on everything. Both these guys are so well rounded. Both these guys can win any way. Both can both carry big power. Who do
0: you give? Who do you give um, the advantage to when it comes to striking?
1: Striking, I would probably edge Ferguson slightly okay. because Khabib is not necessarily a boxer. What Khabib does is he throws big, big shots to close the distance to get you down. Now, if you're talking about ground and pound and, and physically roughing someone up against the cage, dirty boxing, Khabib all away. That is his game. That is his Sambo style. Yeah. But purely from striking at range, kickboxing style. I've got to go with Ferguson, Ferguson's kicks are better, Uh, he's got more of an array with his kicks, his punching's good, his punching's great, but he throws hooks, he throws wide hooks, he he reminds me of the Golden Gloves uh, amateur club in Liverpool, fantastic club, incredible history, all the guys out of there throw amazing hooks, look at Anthony Fowler, He's, he's the latest off that production line if you like, amazing at throwing hooks. Ferguson's the same he he loves to rush forward throw kicks and throw heavy leather but he throws it from his hips he throws it wide yeah. he doesn't throw it straight down the middle like a classic boxer would and I think that is a small window of opportunity where where Khabib can get inside them punches throw the trip get the takedown get him on the ground tie him up unload his own kind of leather well, I was
0: going to ask you that then regarding takedown and takedown defence who has the advantage there you've got to go Khabib haven't you?
1: Um, Well, again, I think you've got to go Khabib. I think Khabib, obviously, I don't even know whether he's been taken down more than two or three times in his entire UFC career. Uh, His takedown defence is phenomenal. Um, So you you probably would have to go with Khabib. But
0: Ferguson doesn't want to be in that fight, does he? He wants him him on the feet at range.
1: Yeah, but then Tony Ferguson is well accustomed to being on his back. The guy's got a bunch of submissions. He's got one of the best Dars chokes in the game. Uh, and again, I get just on that you know, on that point of him throwing hooks and Khabib getting inside and rushing him and getting to his body. Yes, try it. Because that happened to Ferguson and that happens to Ferguson in the past. He likes that because he takes control of guy's head. He puts his arm over the back of the neck. He puts his weight on him. He gets the choke hold in. That's how he gets so many Darce chokes is by taking people as they come in in that front headlock. It, honestly, this matchup couldn't be any better. This is truly, obviously, I know Khabib has got slightly got the edge because he's got an undefeated record. And you know, if you're an unbeaten guy, there is no way to beat you. There's no blueprint to beat you. Ferguson, even though it was an awful long time ago, has lost fights. He's lost three fighters in his entire career. Although when his career dates back ten years, that's certainly <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah, 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 yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. You know, former tough thirteen winner on a ten fight tier at the moment. Uh, beaten an absolute beast by the way Barbosa, Josh Thompson uh, Abel Trulio, Danny Castillo Rafael Dasanios, the former champion it, it, this guy is fully deserving of his title shot
0: Are we are we in danger of this being a stinker man? Because like you've just said they, they're so well rounded they can take you out at any time in any way, shape or form are they going to stand off each other and,
1: and bore us out a little bit? Definitely not Definitely not, because both of them believe they've got the edge. Both of them believe they're better fighters. Khabib, of course, brings the confidence of that Sambo background, of being undefeated, of being an absolute monster. No one's been able to live with Khabib. No one has really pushed Khabib into dark, into into heavy waters, if you like. But Tony Ferguson, if you listen to what he said this week, he believes Khabib's a one trick pony. He believes Khabib just has the it can only close the distance, take you down, tie you up on the ground and unload ground and pound. That's all we've that's all Khabib's you could argue that's all Khabib's had to do. Hmm. But that's what Tony Ferguson's saying, he's a one check pony.
0: Right. I'm going for my prediction then. Are you ready? Go for it. I, I, I thought this, speaking to you now has confirmed it to me. I think this is over before the start of the second round mate. This is a wow. first round finish. I'm going first round finish. Yeah? <gasps> Are you ready? Phenomenal. Ferguson by submission.
1: Dang.
0: And he won't tap. Khabib won't tap. He'll just be out. Wow. There you go. That's I'm going to go so specific with it. Ferguson's taking him out. Dash choke. He won't tap. He'll just get called off because he's just out cold.
1: Done. Damn, there is, you go, man. Where are you going? That's a hell of a shout right there. I'm going to, listen, I'll be honest with you. I was on social media yesterday with some of the guys who used to work with the fighters only. These guys have moved on now. Andre, big shout out to my boy Andre. He's a big listener. And also Davey Kirkland as well. And we were going back and forth yesterday over this. The reason I jumped on it is because Andre put on his thing: Khabib's a beast. Uh, Khabib's a beast. Khabib's going to win. Blah, he blah, is, blah. He is. He's right. He's I, right. I agree. He, of
0: course he is, yeah.
1: I replied to him and was like, Listen, man, Tony Ferguson's a beast. Tony Ferguson, I'll take your money all day. <laughs> I'm going with Tony Ferguson. So okay. I've got a bet going there with those guys that Tony Ferguson's going to So you're going to hedge your bet?
0: You're going you're to bet against that now? So I'm
1: going to hedge my bet now. <laughs> That's how good this fight is. I'm going to hedge my bet. I'm going with Khabib. Yeah. I'm going to go with Khabib to beat Tony Ferguson up on the ground. Uh, he'll probably have to survive some very near misses. And it would be closer. He might even get saved by the bell in a round or two from Tony Ferguson's incredible pressure that he will put on him. But I'm going to go for Khabib. Khabib on points to be the new interim champion and to be fast-tracked towards Conor McGregor. Full distance. You reckon this is going all the way? I think it goes the distance, yeah.
0: All right, mate, done. Let's get to the big one. You ready? Let's do it. Because I think we're both going to be on the same side here, mate. I think we are because I know that how much... Listen, earlier on you were telling me that fucking Rashad was buying your hoodies, yeah? <laughs> when we when we started talking about Tyron, oh Tyron, uh, my Tyron, my mate, Tyron, how are you, Tyron? Come on! <laughs> You're not going to back against him in this fight, especially with it being a rematch and how pissed off he is from the first fight not getting the decision, because we both agreed he didn't lose the fight. Yes, you can make an argument for Wonder Boy first time round, but yeah. we both thought that Tyron Woodley should have had his arm raised as, as an outright winner rather than a draw.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it will happen this time. Tidam Woodley's going to knock him out in the second round. Yeah! Straight, Straight in! in! Straight, Straight in! Straight in! No qualms. Listen, I ain't going to go against my boy. It's like Tony <laughs> Bell, you fighting David Hay this weekend. There's no way on God's green earth I'm going to give David Hay a chance. And I'm sorry. Wonder Boy, I, I've interviewed him in the past. Genuinely one of the nicest guys you'll yeah, he's ever meet. Sweet as a nut, man. Such a nice guy, you know. Comes from a fantastic background. Got a massive future in the sport. Literally one of the one of the biggest welterweights out there. I think this guy could even go up to middleweight and do serious damage. But I ain't gonna ga- gonna go against m- my boy. You know what I mean? I can't go against T Wood.
0: What, do, what does what does Thompson take from that fight? Because it's quite obvious for me. You look at from Woodley's angle. Woodley has the power to sting him. He's proven that time yep. and time again in that first fight. Yeah. For, for me, I look at it from Woodley's point of view. Why did you stop your wrestling game? You wanted to stand and trade with the kid. I That's think right. he'll, I think you'll go back. To takedowns wrestling because his wrestling game is fucking unbelievable. but well, he nearly man.
1: submitted him. He nearly submitted yeah, him in absolutely. the first fight, you know, and uh, and for some reason he just went away from that and started and yeah. went into a kickbox and match down I think the we'll, stretch. I think
0: we'll see more of it from Ty this time round. I don't think um, Stephen's going to be able to to match that. However, we've got we can't underestimate Stephen Thompson because of his credential in karate. He, he's just sensational um, striker, yeah. world champion in previous disciplines. One of, the, one, of
1: the, one of the best strikers in the UFC any any weight class. GSP has said that GSP come out this week. Mile, yeah, GSP absolutely. Has come
0: out this week I mean one of the old time greats has come out this week and said this kid is the best striker in the UFC
1: yeah doesn't surprise me at all because he's got everything you know he's got he's got he's got the height and the range which is the key if you're a good striker he throws phenomenal kicks from every really angle really good really heavy hands as well you know the, the guy is I agree with GSP you know arguably the best striker in the UFC period but that's that's his strength. His takedown defence is coming on great. We've not really seen much of his ground game, but whenever we have, he's been a little bit exposed. You know, I just think for me, I just think T-Wood gets it done this time. I think he just, he, he's going to set too much of a pace. I think last time he's going to kick himself. He watched that fight back with yeah. Ben Thomas and, and Duke Rufus' coaches, and he's probably watched it back and gone, You know what? You know, I, I handed him an opportunity in that fight to almost come back into it, and he almost took it away from me with that draw decision. So I think this time, we're going to see the first two rounds of the first fight, uh, th- that duplicated for as long as it takes, but I don't think it, it's going to take longer than two rounds this time. I think he's going to close the distance, he's going to get inside those kicks of, uh, of Wonderboy, and he's going to let them have heavy hands now. As we know, Woodley's got incredibly heavy hands, and Robbie Lawler can test the fight of that. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one shot on the chin, And I think Wonderboy goes. And I think last time, he was a little bit hesitant last time of Wonderboy's kicks. I think he was a bit concerned early on. So he closed the distance a lot more and and worked his own wrestling game and his submission game and his ground and pound more. And then I think he kind of got, well, you know what? I can live with his striking. I'm going to live with his striking. I can outstrike him. I just think that was a mistake in the first fight. I think this time, It'll be like, right, let's just get him. Let's close the distance. Let's get him down. Let's beat the shit out of him. And I think that's purely <laughs> going to be the tactic from Tyron Woodley. He ain't going to take his foot off the pedal this time. He's out to prove a point. His back's up. You know, he's upset because the fans have really sided with Thompson. You know, it's funny. for for me, it's strange seeing Tyron Woodley. And it's again, let's let's draw that comparison with Tony Bellew. Um, obviously I don't know Tyron Woodley one iota as well as i know tony bellew but both these guys are often painted as the villain mm. as the heel mm. even though they're champions and i don't know why because the little i do know about tyron woodley absolutely don't and father you know I, I, he's an absolute grafter committed to the game doing what he can to you know to put food on the table do the best he possibly can he's got a whole sideline as a hollywood actor as we know cameoed in uh well he's from the Crompton, the Compton thingy? Oh right, right, right. The NWA story, yeah? The NWA story, yeah. Straight yeah. out of Compton. Straight out of Compton and all that. How old do I sound now? I oh, know man, fucking hell. Cameoed in that and everything, you know. He's just he's just finished. Boy, he's making... from Crompton. I know exactly, yeah. <laughs> Crom- Crompton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different type of society now. Um but he's just finished doing the Spider Man movie. You know, there's nothing. I don't understand why fans don't like Tyron Woodley because there's nothing not to like. Yeah, yeah. He's a totally nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's a killer when he gets into the. He's entertaining, the him, man. On. Exactly. He's exactly. entertaining. He's not in dull fights. He's not like a, a lay and prayer like a lot of wrestlers can be. He's a finisher and he knows he's a finisher. So, listen, I'm going with T Wood. I'm going for the second round finish. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting while it lasts, but I think it's going to be all Tyron Woodley this weekend. I think getting that door the first time. That's as good as Stephen Thompson can do against an opponent who's got who's got of this calibre, grappling wise and power wise and strength wise. I think there's there's too much in Tyron Woodley's favour. He won't make the same mistake as last time. I'm going for the finish. What about you?
0: Uh, mate, exactly the same. I was just actually looking down our list then. It's the only the only fight that we've ever got we got a dispute on is Ferguson-Khabib. We're, we're, we're there. Uh, we reckon that Overeem will throw that submission out, even though I want Mark Hunt to spark him. You've got uh, Evans. You you changed your mind and went unanimous decision. You've got Vinata yep. on the TKO. Then we had a little bit of a fight regarding Ferguson and Khabib. I've gone uh, Ferguson early doors short. You've gone Khabib uh, full distance on points. And... Um, and there's no way that Woodley, Woodley's angry, man. He's yeah. angry. He's like going, I'm pissed off because he believes that this kid doesn't, shouldn't be in the octagon with him again. That's mm-hmm. where it's at. It's just because the fans have kicked off and wanted it and that's why it's been made. Yeah. He's going to go in there like a raging bully. He'll shut that distance down. He'll catch him on the chin. As soon as he hits the deck, he is not letting him go. A- yeah. End of chat. And I agree with you. He might even go earlier than the second round, but I'm going to give Stephen Wonderboy Thompson a little bit more credit than that because he's a solid fighter.
1: I it's uh, it's it, it's interesting to see that GSP has come out obviously speaking the praises of Stephen Thompson this week as well. Mm. Obviously GSP back in the back in the up as if you like, would not surprise me if T, if if Tyron Woodley does a number on Stephen Thompson and then takes a leaf out of Nick yes. Diaz's playbook and gives it the old where you at, George? Where you at, George? Because <laughs> as we know, Woodley didn't want this rematch because he wanted a bigger, high-profile big money. fight, big money. The good thing is, you know. Woodley initially didn't want Thompson fights. He wanted Bisping. He wanted Conor McGregor. He wanted George St. Pierre because he was like, I want to make more money. I want to make as much money as possible. The great thing is, because this card is so stacked, this card will make money. The, the under, he couldn't have asked for a better support undercard because people will pay. Obviously, in the U.S., people will be paying good money to see the entire card, not just Woodley what, Thompson. But obviously, as the headliner, as the champion, it will be Woodley that gets a slice of the pay per view dollars. So he will make good money from this fight. I would have thought. Pure fight fans, real fight fans of MMA, not just the guys that tune in when Connor's fighting. And I'm, I'm, I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. No, Connor's a, a superstar. Thing. Yeah, a that's thing. great. But if you if you've only ever tuned in for the UFC to see Connor. Do yourself a favor, tune in for this one because this main, co- this entire card is phenomenal. And even if there's one or two stinkers, it don't matter because there's nine, ten other fights that are going to be. Awesome. Featuring great guys in great fights. I can't wait. I literally cannot wait for this card. I'm so excited. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Time for our uh,
0: weekly circus update. Um, There's been a few more uh, clowns being thrown into uh, the circus. The circus being obviously McGregor Mayweather. That's what we're referring to. It's the multi-billion dollar fight that is definitely going to happen. Many people are split down the middle as to why it should, why it shouldn't, whether they want to see it, whether they don't want to see it, all these different opinions. But it's going to happen because there's too much money on the table, OK? Um, obviously, now there's a little bit more heat being thrown on this particular fire because Roy Jones Jr., the veteran from the <laughs> boxing world, has decided to throw his two peas into the into the ring and has made an application for the undercard. Obviously, May- <laughs> McGregor and Mayweather will be at the top of the shop. Roy Jones Jr. fancies a Dewey Anderson Silver on the undercard. Mate, it's just getting more bonkers. Stop it. Stop this. It's
1: uh it's insane. It it it's that insane, it makes sense. <laughs> In it? When I seen it, I was like, oh come on. Because let's face it, you know, we, we've seen Anderson up close and personal recently against Derek Brunson, you know, or should I say the fighter formerly known as Anderson Silver. Yeah. But what we need to do is design a symbol. Remember Prince went by the name Symbol for yeah, a while? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Anderson needs now. He's no longer Anderson Silver. will well, put a fighter. date
0: on it. We need to put a date on it, like pre Anderson Silver, post Anderson yeah. Silver. That's what we need to do. Exactly.
1: You know, and he's he's uh, he's only rest now. He's only future now in the UFC. I wouldn't say his title class. It's certainly Freak Show class. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, we're talking a fight with GS. A weird fight with Conor McGregor, some shit like that. I think that's Anderson's future. But if we're gonna do Floyd Mayweather against Connor as a boxing match, let's do fucking Roy Jones against Anderson Silver as an MMA fight then. You know that that if you, if <laughs> yeah. that's what you're gonna do, Roy, if you're gonna throw your egg in a basket, Roy. The difference is Mayweather obviously brings slightly more to the table because of his entire history. Maybe not right now. People want to see Conor fight now. You know, Pacquiao fight did Mayweather no favours in terms of pay-per-view numbers. But So you, there's an argument who is the bigger draw in terms of dragging in pay-per-view numbers in that fight. But Mayweather brings a bit more to the table than Conor, let's say. So that's got to be a boxing match. But Anderson Silva brings more to the table than Roy Jones Jr. still because Anderson Silva is still relatively active in the UFC's top 10. And there's an argument... A wrong argument that he does it, you know, is in the title mix and whatever else. Whereas Roy Jones Junior, as we've talked about in our, our boxing show, is finished, washed up, and you know is just basically gloves for hire now. Will fight anywhere and fight anybody for any kind of money. So there you go. That makes sense as an MMA fight. Now, obviously, the old Pride days and there's still fights in Russia. That's still fighting a boxing ring. You can have an MMA fight in a boxing ring. It doesn't have to be inside a an octagon, even though an octagon's far safer. So, listen, as crazy as it sounds. It's probably never, ever going to happen. But if Mayweather Connor can happen, Anderson silver against Roy Jones Jr. can happen, I'm telling you. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
0: Now then, I'm surprised that, uh, about this announcement for uh, UFC 211. Um, for fans of the UFC, I'm sure you're fully aware of this, um, that Nick is a massive, massive Damien May fan, huge Damien May fan. In fact, we're going as far as for, for us to say that you hang out with Damien May whenever he's in the UK, yeah? He's my boy, yeah. He's your boy. Um, but he's accepted a fight against Masvidal. Uh, Mas Vidal. Mas Vidal obviously did an unbelievable number on Donald Cerrone recently. Yeah. This is a seriously dangerous fight for a guy that is next in line for a world title shot. Why is he taking it? Is it purely down to inactivity?
1: Um, I think it well, it was funny I you know, I, I went for lunch with him.
0: <laughs> Stop it, man. You've got you're getting hoodies off
1: Rashad. <laughs> You're taking you take free lunches off Damien Meyer. You're taking Not the dog to, for a uh, walk
0: with Bloody Tyrone and now you're going out for free lunches with Damien Meyer. Unreal. UFC
1: UFC uh, Manchester. It was... Uh, yeah, no, you did. You, it you was just, just before been, I met a you, actually. I, yeah, exactly, you pinned before... me off. Yeah. This is what <laughs> <That's> happens. <laughs> we were supposed to be hanging out
0: with Bispin and filming some stuff with Bispin, and he says, oh, mate, can you do it yourself? Because I'm just going out for lunch with Damien Meyer. Jog <laughs> <Chug> on! <laughs> so I'm grafting away, and you're having lobster thermidor I sunshine. Was,
1: uh, I was uh, chilling out, yeah. But that's... When I was chatting to him then, so it was only Manchester, it was only back end of last year... You know, I, obviously I asked him the question about the rematch with with Woodley and, and, and Woodley uh, Wonderboy, because it was on the cards. And he was like, listen, whatever, whatever they need to do, if they're to draw in the UFC, that's fine. He said, I've been in this game a long time. If I need to be patient, I'll be patient. But I've got no interest in taking another fight in the meantime. I'm the number one contender after those guys get it sorted, which he is categorically, um, and I will wait for my shot. So when this was announced, I was quite surprised, to be honest with you, because... Uh, Obviously, Masvidal's had that big win over Cowboy Sarone, which has completely threw him right up the back up the uh, the rankings again. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my wins this fight all day. I thought Masvidal did look good against Sarone, but when you look back over Masvidal's wins, he's on a three fight tier at the moment. He lost lost to Benson, lost to, lost to Lorenz Larkin, he beat Ross Pearson. Ross Pearson's not a welterweight; that was he was blown up for that fight and took it at last minute. Jake Ellenberger's not the fighter he once was. Guy's punchy as hell. Uh, And then Donald Cerrone, another guy who's been a great run at welterweight, don't get me wrong, but not a natural welterweight, a guy that's blown up. So I'll be honest with you, you know, Masvidal's done great to get this fight with Damian Meyer because suddenly now he's in a final eliminator, in my opinion. But this guy can't live with Damian Meyer. I think Damian Meyer's took this fight knowing full well that he's far better than Jorge Masvidal. He's far better on the ground and, uh, you know, he feels quite confident in taking this fight. But it did surprise me, as I say, back Mm -hmm. end of last year, he had no interest in taking a fight, but. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's been told that he needs to stay active and he needs to get out there and he thinks, you know what, I'll take the Masvidal Scalp and move straight forward.
0: What did you have for lunch?
1: Uh, when I went out with uh, with Damien Meyer, Yeah. A steak, sa- steak and onion sandwich, I think it was. Did you? Did, yeah, you not, was...
0: did you not treat him to your fish pie re- recipe?
1: No, well, well, it was in a restaurant, you see. If, I, if it had been near an apartment or near my house, he'd, as I said, listen, Damien, you bring your Brazilian crew over, you, you supply the acai berry juice. And I will supply the world's greatest fish pie. And are you going to go here? Because i give you the recipe this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for, for those that wonder what me and Nick get up to when you're not listening to us on this particular show, yes, of course, our WhatsApp group obviously does converse quite a lot about fight sports. Of course it does. But every now and again, we just like to throw a little bit of a curveball in there because we're not hundred percent fight sports. There's other stuff going on in our world. We're both married. We've got kids. we there's a lot both, of pepper picking. Football and all this. fans both yeah. doing
1: other things. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, and one thing that we have recently found out about each other is that we do the majority of the cooking in our in our respective houses. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we've been um, as as you do. Normally, you'd talk about fight sports, but we like to share recipes because. <laughs> because we them type of dudes, yeah? <laughs> anyway, I'm goss- gassing on about various things that I've been cooking recently, and Nick went, you ain't cook shit until you've cooked my fish pie. So, obviously, I'm in Sainsbury's yesterday doing my shopping. I'm thinking, do you know, so, mate, I, might, I fancy a fish pie tonight. Sends him a quick message. Next thing you know, this bloody... App, honestly, mate, <laughs> this message that came back was ridiculous. It had ingredients. It had full cooking instructions on it. It was the full breakdown of the Nick Pete fish pie special, it's got the works in there, bit of chilli in there. It's got all sorts going on, mate. Cooked it last night, brother. Let me tell you, Mrs Catterall looked at me and she went, "Fucking hell, what is this? This is a taste sensation, brother. Where have you got this from?" And I went, "Just something I've knocked up, love." Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even tell me they come from. Yeah, me. I did. I did in the end, but I tried to blag for a little period of time that you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I just, I just threw. We just had a bit of ingredients in the in the, in, the, in the cupboards. I just threw it all together. <laughs> Serious
1: kick that man Serious stuff. Smashes it. No, see it's a it's a fight camp fish pie as well. Yeah, it's proper that. I yeah. know that I know there's a bit of a bit of naughty cheese in there, but there's yes. no milk, there's no creme fraîche, no. there's none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh it's a it's a showstopper. The reason I had it on hand is I'd sent it to uh my brother in law. Uh, about you've, been six, pim-
0: you've been pimping it out. You've about been six months ago, he was like,
1: oh, I, I told him about it. And he was like, oh, You have to send me that. So I had it, I had it written out already. And nice. I thought, I'll save that on my notes. <laughs> so when you messaged me and you were like, What are the ingredients? Probably thinking I was going to go spuds, yeah. fish, blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, that's why it was written out like it was in a menu with the with heat sta- the oven 200 degrees. All that was in Absolutely. there. So the full so,
0: extent of like going 300 grams of salmon, <laughs> pin bombed, skinned. From from so re, re, refresh so resources or something like that. I'm going. What the fuck? Anyway, mate, loved it. Love it. Absolutely yeah. superb. There, it? it's got a light in there. Maybe this is uh, the future of where we're going with this. Obviously, we we, we work together on these pro- products. That
1: could be our next thing. Maybe a little bit of a cooking podcast. What you fight reckon? camp? Fight camp cooking. We, we, maybe we should put oh, something man. out on our Instagram and see if any, any fighters, or even just guys that hang train... On, hang on, we're
0: not turning into them that take pictures of the meals, mate. We're not no, no, we're not doing that.
1: No, no, we definitely don't want to do that. But what we can do is, you know, I've got, I've got tons of recipes here that are fight camp safe. <laughs> You know what I mean? Low carb, high protein. Oh fucking hell! wasn't Delia Smith, we'll be getting fucking right in there. Fight won't disciples we? cookbook coming oh, soon.
0: Oh mate, love it. Absolutely love it. What's the name of that um, woman cook who's a little bit suggestive when she's doing the stuff? De-
1: uh, is it Delia? It, no, 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 not, no, it's not. Delia's the old
0: bird, isn't it? What's well, the? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. The brunette.
0: Yeah, quite attractive lass.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Name escapes me, but we could do all that stuff. We could stick innuendo in uh, all our stuff, couldn't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> Give it a little sizzle. <laughs> Mind out for the soggy bottom. Stick your fingers in. <laughs> really give it a good... You know what I mean? We can do all that, son. Hammer it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to bug me now, that. There's going to be people tweeting us now. It's such and such, a body.
1: What's her name? Nigella Lawson. Nigella.
0: That's Nigella. who it is. There you go, kid. Nigella Lawson. We're going to do all that, mate. That's our next thing. Fight Disciples Food.
1: Yeah. Fight it. Camp Food. Fight Camp Food. Yeah, let's do it. I've got listener if you think that's good wait until I eat you with my chilli recipe (laughs) this is the Fight Disciples podcast subscribe now via the iTunes store
0: Thank you very much for downloading the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, who knows, you might make a few quid out of all of Nick's predictions for UFC 209. Make sure you're on our social media this weekend because obviously there's a lot of fights going on. We are going to be all over it. We love to interact with you because this is yours as, as much as it is ours. We're just the gobs on a stick, yeah? Come and join us at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Twitter is where the majority of the conversation will be going on on Saturday into Sunday morning. So come and have a little bit of a party with us. And if this is the first time that you've ever stumbled across this podcast, yes, there's fighting in there, but there's some current affairs and some lifestyle stuff in there. We've just been speaking about fish pie for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Come and join us. We're here every single Thursday for UFC, every single Wednesday for boxing, and you can get us... Um, at Fight Disciples on iTunes, but I encourage you to go to our website, fightdisciples.com. There's loads of stuff on there, loads of content. There's blogs, videos of your favourite fighters, and obviously me and him doing our podcast on a a weekly basis. So there you go, fightdisciples.com. It's going to be an epic weekend. Stay safe, stay out of trouble, and come back to us next week because we've got to review everything that happened. Hopefully... It all lives up to expectation.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.